Welcome to the F3 American Yammer podcast, where we give the men of F3 a chance to tell their story as they've transitioned from sad clown to high impact man. I'm Short Circuit, and each week I'll be joined by another member of F3 who is willing to step up and share his story. So, without further ado, here's today's show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of F3 American Yammer. I am your host, the shortest of all possible circuits. No circuits are shorter. On the nation's fourth best podcast out of four. And today on episode 35, I am happy, happy to welcome all the way from Gastonia, T-Square on the podcast. So T-Square, welcome. Hey, how are you? I, I'm doing okay. I'm sure you could probably tell I, I'm a little under the weather. And by yeah. the time this by the time this airs, I'll, I'll have cleared. I'll, I'll, it won't be a problem. But right now, I sound all nasally. So, quick disclaimer: it was Utters who connected us. Is that right? Yes, sir. Right. So, T claps to Utters. Utters, thanks again for putting T Square and I in touch. I'm happy that we were able to. I'm happy that Utters and I were able to connect. And likewise, I'm I'm happy that you and I were able to connect as well. Yes. All right, Namorama, name, age, F3 name. Hospital name, Wayne Gamble, age 47, and F3 name is T-Square. T-Square. Now, how long have you been at Gastonia PAX? I have been involved for about just over four years. Just over four years, okay. Mm -hmm. So, and how long has the Gastonia region been around? Um, I'm pretty sure it was March of 2015, so. okay. Gotcha. Okay. So, so you've been there, so you're not a redwood for Gastonia, but you've been around long enough to see how it's grown and changed over the years. Oh yeah. Yeah. Has it surprised you how, how well you guys have done? Have you guys continued to climb? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's amazing. You know, it's, um, it's always seems hard to get guys out, but, um, we've been successful so far. <laughs> That's awesome. And now posting when and where, what's, what's your typical routine? Like how, how, if, if I were to come to Gastonia, what would be the, the best place I'd find you? So I'm kind of sporadic uh, just because I, I work from home. But my normally my go-tos are um, the uh, Martha. Man, it's had so many names. Uh, snowballs uh, on Monday and Wednesday mornings, uh, downtown on Fridays, and then um, the Gas House, which is at Shill Museum on Saturday mornings. Gotcha. And now the gas house, I think I've heard Utters mention that one before. Is that kind of one of the big ones that you guys have there? Yes. Yeah. That's kind of where it all started from. Okay. So it sounds like you're like a, a four a week kind of guy. Uh, yes. But um, honestly, I've, I've been lazy for about a month or so. So <laughs> not many four, four days or four times a week lately. But Gotcha. Uh, hey, you know, we all go through the, the flux, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so it's uh, totally understandable. Yeah. Hopefully, guys uh, will know where to find you. And now, since they know your routine, hopefully they can coax you to come back out. Exactly. There you go. All right. Well, T-Square, again, I'm, I'm glad that you're on the podcast with us. Let's go ahead and jump right in here. So let's talk about life before F3. So what did fitness look like to you leading all the way up to that first workout? How did you... How did you understand fitness? Was it a sports thing or were you kind of always into uh, running or weights or what, what did that look like? So I've never been a runner, really. Uh, but I grew up, you know, playing sports, um, middle school, high school, 
basketball, football, baseball, that kind of thing. And um, in college, played a ton of intramural sports. And then just kind of always had a gym membership or had some a few weights at home to, to do things with. And um, so I've always kind of – I've always done a little cardio, but obviously not enough for my first uh, posting that, you know, absolutely wore me out. But um, I've always been more into the to the weight end of the spectrum. So Gotcha. Okay. So you're kind of more into the, the lifting and the, the power – perspective rather than maybe the cardio yes very much gotcha <laughs> and that makes sense too because the first thing out of your mouth was i'm not a runner <laughs> yeah yeah gotcha and it, you, you mentioned that you played some sports i know the sports is kind of usually heavy on the the cardio aspect were you more like you know, into wrestling or what kind of sports did you get into um well i was kind of, you know in high school i was uh, you know thin and I was, I was fast, um, but I just, I just hated running. Um, so nothing, you know, I just never could do any of the running things, you know, practices and things were like horrible, you know, I just kind of had to push through it to get it done. So I didn't have to run more. <laughs> so, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So it's sort of a, a necessary evil in that respect. Exactly. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. So that makes sense coming from background there. Running was really, was really the necessary evil behind the sports, but really more than anything, not into running really into the, the, the gym aspect, the weights aspect, less on the cardio. Well, what did, what did fellowship look like to you? What was, how would you have defined the nature of your relationships and your friendships? And how would you have described your sense of fellowship before F3? So before F3, basically probably like any other guy out there my relationships you know pretty much consisted of work which was you know probably the most strong friendships that i had because we spend more time with them than anybody you know and then you know my family at home you know and then your church family you know once or twice a week but um you know outside of that not really a social butterfly or um you know not really um uh, you know, hooking, you know, getting close with guys and, you know, just going and hanging out and things like that. Gotcha. Okay. So it sounds like you kind of had more friendships that were based on proximity and situational. You mentioned work buddies, Mm -hmm. church buddies, and it's funny too, that, you know, as men, we, we use that term buddies, right? We, we, we never really use the term brothers and we never really use the term friends. If we, if we didn't have them, it was always acquaintances. It's another term yes. for that. Yeah. Gotcha. And it sounds like too, that you, um, as you mentioned, never really going out and doing too much. There wasn't a lot of, uh, external social interaction and, and never really anything going on outside unless it meant the, the work, right? That's right. Yeah. The, the natural proximity of work or church. Mm-hmm. Yes. Gotcha. All right. So, you know, a little bit about your, your fitness there, focusing more on weights, less, uh, less cardio. We know about the situational and, and proximal relationships that you built through work and church. What was the faith piece like for you? So how would you have described or defined your faith, uh, whether that's in the context of just something greater or community impact or your personal beliefs? What did faith look like to you before F3? So um, 
I was saved and, and gave my life to Christ when I was seven. Um, basically, the church that I grew up in and was, you know, back in the day, I was there twice on Sunday and, and Wednesdays and revivals were a week long. So um, my family was always heavily involved. Um, my grandfather, uh, he actually helped physically build the church. So, um, you know, we had strong family ties there. So I was always there. You know, I, in high school, I, I received the, uh, the Paul T. Everett Christian Service Award, which is an award given to the senior of that year um, for the student who exemplified the most Christ-like image or whatever. So I was I was really proud of getting that, and you know I just of course I wasn't perfect, but um, I, you know I tried my best to stay as as close to the Lord as I could throughout all that time, and even out of college, um, you know never in college never went out and did the you know real party hard scene or anything like that, and just kind of stuck with my guns, you know all all the way through life, and um, kind of had a good firm foundation set you know, that, you know, I never really strayed too far from. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty proud of that aspect. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds like that, that faith aspect for you was really already laid early on early foundation. I mean, you mm-hmm. mentioned, was it your, your, your father, or your grandfather helped grandfather, build the church yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. grandfather helped build the church. So you, know, you, you guys already have that strong foundation there. That's, that's, stuck with you you know it sounds like through f3 and it sort of transcended f3 so so and and definitely that makes sense so if we were to summarize here now we're looking at we're looking at a guy who is very much into weights very much not into running (laughs) right so you've got these these proximal and situational friendships but no deep. I didn't hear anything about any deep connections there. No. But you do. But you do definitely have the faith, and you and you're mentioning that that faith instituted early on and carried on has definitely you know helped lay a solid foundation for your life. Not only it sounds like from a, a spiritual side, but then also you know the moral and ethical side as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So that so that tells us about about T square before F three. So. Let's talk about getting involved in F3. Tell me about that first workout. Uh, so first question, who EH'd you? So a uh, Aquaman from the fort was, um, he was a, at the time, a pharmaceutical rep, and he visited the office that um, my wife worked at, and she was a nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm. And so I would go and have lunch with her, and there'd be some times that he was there. So we'd just kind of talk, you know, chit-chat because he likes to talk and um so he's gonna hear that you said that by the way yeah i know uh so we got to talk and he asked you know we kind of him hot around and you know he asked me about working out and told me about this group and you know of course i was i was kind of on board from the go because i was looking for something uh because at that time i had i was in east tennessee and i moved to the gastonia area Uh, in 2013 so I was looking for something I needed to I needed something more you know so um went to that first workout and um that was on um let's see June the 24th of 2015 Mm -hmm. and you know of course you go in there kind of over a little overconfident thinking well I've been working out doing this and that and the other 
you know, and the first, first 10th of the mile, I'm being over red faced and, you know, <laughs> looking for the oxygen tank down the road or whatever. And so I kind of think I kind of blacked out mentally after that. So I don't remember much more after that <laughs> other than the, you know, the, uh, name of Rama and the COT. So any, any time after that first five minutes up until the end, I, I think I had a mental blackout just from lack of oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know many many guys have said the same thing on on their first workouts. I've even yeah. heard guys say that even if they've been coming out for a while. Uh, now I'm curious too. So Aquaman didn't mention anything about running. No. Okay. Um, he, so that, was, that, no. was that the only way he was able to get you to come out? No, I think I think he kind of, if I remember right, he just introduced it as a boot camp type style, you know, kind of thing. And I was like, okay, I could, you know, if we do run a little bit, I can handle that, you know, blah blah blah. And, Little did I know how big a liar he was. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Now, who cued that workout? Was it was it Aquaman as well? No, it was uh, actually uh, the Godfather. Uh, Godfather. I think that was his virgin cue, also. So it was it was quite interesting. Gotcha. Yeah. And now, now Aquaman, he he eh to come, but was he actually there at that workout? Yeah. What was really cool was you know he said. And I follow his rule now. If I invite somebody, he said, you know, you know, tell me when you're coming and I'll be sure and be there with you. And uh, it was kind of odd that day that he had two other guys from the fort come up. So it was uh, it was very cool. There you go. Yeah. OK, so Aquaman EH is you. Godfather's on the queue. Mm -hmm. You mentioned a couple a couple hashtagable words there, right? Red faced, horrible yeah. blackout. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> In, anything else specifically that you remember that was just. Um, not even from the fitness aspect, but do, do you remember anything from uh, the fellowship aspect either that really stood out to you from that first workout? Yeah. You know, and it was like, you know, Aquaman, you know, he hung there with me the whole entire time. And I, I like that, that, you know, you know, no man left behind. We always, somebody has the six, um, which was very, very helpful that day. Yeah. yeah especially if you're bent over red faced, right? Yes. Yes. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. And definitely, it's it's great hearing stories like that where guys that's that's the thing that keeps them coming back right is yes. recognition of man i was in bad shape but those guys would not leave me yes and now why did you get t-square how did that come about so i was very lucky actually because being from east tennessee in the mountains uh there was a lot of other names thrown around <laughs> um but luckily i think aquaman stepped in and they they were kind of gentle with me and so i got t-square because i do um drafting and cad work like house plans and survey type plans on my computer so gotcha um that's where we get t-square gotcha okay yeah well yeah i'm sure i i, I would have not argued <laughs> no because uh -uh. it could have gone much worse right oh yeah Gotcha. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that that story about that that first workout, and definitely we'll have to give T claps to Aquaman and and uh, Godfather for uh, not only eh'ing you but but queuing respectively. So that's awesome. Oh yes, definitely. All right. So you mentioned before that one of the reasons that one of the things that you were so impressed by um, was the guys sticking with you when you're bent over, red faced, just feeling like you're gonna, gonna throw up everywhere. Oh, and by the way, did did you splash Merlot? No, I did not. I didn't. Okay. Well, you're a better man than I. So, T, <laughs> T claps to you. So let's talk life since F3. So 
how has your fitness changed since you've been coming to F3? You mentioned before that you were more of a weights guy. I know we have a few, there's a few uh, AOs around the nation. I know we've got one here in Greensboro where we do more kettlebells and more weight exercises, uh, but the majority are boot camps. So I'm assuming you guys probably have a majority of their boot camps as well. Has that made you more of a runner? How, how has it impacted you in that respect? Yeah. So, you know, when I started in up until, um, you know, just fairly recently, it was all pretty much boot camp. Um, but now we have, you know, pretty much a kettlebell exercise. We have um, two AOs that are uh, just running. So we've come a long way. And um, I mean, it's really helped me with my cardio. And I think the one that has impacted me most is um, doing the MRF when we do the MRF um, mm. for whatever holiday that comes around and we do it. Um, so I've kind of geared my workouts at home that I do around the MRF. Like I'll run a mile, come and do my weights and then do another mile. So, um, and I find that by getting more cardio, I feel better. So that's the only reason I mosey more is because it makes me feel better. If it wasn't for that, I would definitely not be doing it. But so, you know, do um, being with those guys and you know them hanging with me. You know, if they finish way before me, coming back to pick me up or or whatever the occasion. Um, you know, it's always it's just kind of sparked me to say, hey, I can. If these guys can do it, I got to do it. I got to push myself. So it's helped me in my run of my aspect for sure. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So it's I, I didn't really get that you were necessarily too much of a super running enthusiast as a result of F3, but definitely it sounds like, you know, they, they've pushed you just enough to enjoy the cardio aspect. Uh, but, but at the same time too, the recognition of, Hey, probably not my first forte. Is, is that right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny too, that you brought up in, in enjoying the Murph. I know that's yeah. something that traditionally most guys would kind of steer clear from. Yeah. It, it's pretty awful, but, um, uh, I, you know, with my workouts at home, I feel like that it, it just kind of helps me be able to knock out some miles without doing so many miles at one time. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Instead of kind of being solely focused just on running, the running is an element to it. Yes. That, yeah. that ultimately is there for the cardio aspect. Yeah. Now, do you do the full weighted work Murph as well? No, no. Okay. No, not yet. <laughs> and probably won't be able to. Oh boy, that's a new new challenge. Twenty twenty yeah. weighted Murph. Yeah, there you go. Now, how has um, how has your fellowship changed as a result of F three? Now, previously, this this was an area that when you mentioned it was very barren. Right. right. You only had work buddies. You only had church buddies. You weren't going out and doing things. You weren't. It sounds like didn't really have any deep relationships weren't investing in any guys or being invested in from other guys. How has F3 changed that or has it changed it? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it has been so impactful in my life and in my family life. Um, you know, so when I, when I moved down here in 2013, uh, when I came down here, I had nobody, no family except for my wife. Uh, I had left all of that behind in East Tennessee and which is, you know, they were, two to three hours away. So it was um, a huge leap for me to come down here and basically not know anybody. So, you know, I think that that was one of the reasons that pulled me into F3 when, when Aquaman 
um, was EH and he was, you know, he was, he's a friendly guy, you know, um, and it just, you know, he kind of befriended me and it was nice to have a guy friend around, you know, so, and then being in, it's just been, um, to me and, and the <clears throat> things that have happened, um, in my life and my family life, uh, I mean, the, the connections, the, that I've made with the other packs is just, you know, it's just been amazing. Um, my, my favorite, my favorite word within F3 is the shield lock. Mm-hmm. Um, which some things that we've gone through, which I'll get into in a little bit later, you know, if not for the shield lock, uh, it's hard to say what kind of condition that I would be in at this point. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been huge. It's been huge for me. Well, that's great. That's great. And yeah, and I, I think you hit right onto it. The fellowship, the fellowship piece is really personified in many aspects by that word, the shield law, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Coming alongside guys and embracing them as they're struggling because you know that it's, it could just as easily be you on the other side who needs embracing as well. Yes. Yes. And now to, to round out the, the third F, if you will, let's talk faith since F3. Since previously, this was an area that you had really already had a lot poured into. You had a strong, uh, strong background, uh, strong uh, base, if you will, for your faith. How has F3 either help to encourage that or motivated it in a different uh, aspect or how, how has your faith either grown or changed as a result of F3? Well, it's helped me in the area that without the other packs knowing it within myself, uh, I make myself accountable to them. Uh, once we get into the COT or our prayer request or our prayer at the end, um, I see how these guys are lifting other people up and, um, what they're doing in their marriages and, you know, what they're doing with their children and, and how they're praying or, or how, however they're handling their spirituality within, you know, their concentric, you know, it just kind of makes me self-check myself and make sure that I'm, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, so to say. So um, with that, it's just, it, it, it's helped keep pushing me along to make me want to keep doing what I need to be doing um, without you know, necessarily, you know, churchy word backsliding or whatever. So it's, it's been, it's been very helpful in that area as well. Yeah. Well, especially too, with what you brought up talking about the accountability aspect and you mentioned the shield lock, mm-hmm. right? The shield lock is absolutely fundamental to that accountability aspect. That way you have guys that you can lean on for that to provide that accountability for you especially when you're trying to you know there's something else that you brought up when you're trying to learn trying to understand from another guy how he uh, how he disciplines his kids how he relates to his wife all of those things which definitely absolutely have a a, a level of give it awayness right or, or living yes. third yes well, well t-square thanks very much man for for sharing your story from from where you were to where you are now uh, I, I really enjoy hearing guys' stories, and, and yours is no exception. Now, I know that there is one additional element to your story that maybe you'd like to share with the packs, um, yes. just to kind of talk about 
in the context uh, of F3 and how it's impacted you. So why don't you take a minute to share that with us? Thank you. So uh, on the morning of June the 29th in 2016, um, I had just got home from posting. And of course, it was a very warm morning. I was soaked to the bone with sweat, wore out. As soon as I come in the door, um, all I hear is my wife screaming at the top of the steps. <clears throat> She's screaming no into the phone. Um, and we had what had happened is we had received the news that her oldest daughter at the time, 21, her name was Lauren, um, was in a, a bad car wreck. The wreck occurred um, just outside of Nashville, Tennessee, as her and a couple of her friends were leaving a concert uh, earlier that morning around one or so. Um, and it was really bad. Uh, and so, of course, we're just in, in shock and beside ourselves. And um, I'm able, able to gather my thoughts and I'm like, well, we got to go. So we pack up and, and make the, the four and a half hour, five hour drive up there. And that whole time, I don't think we said a word to each other. <clears throat> so um, what had happened was um, the car had left the roadway and they, they hit the end of a guardrail unit. The guardrail malfunctioned and <clears throat> it basically, basically became a spear and went through the car. The, she was in the uh, passenger. She was in the back seat behind the driver. It went through the driver and through her. And from by the time we got there, what we understand is um, she she was alive for a little while and, and just <clears throat> kind of passed away a little bit. Um, it, just super, very, very tragic, traumatic uh, thing to go through in your life. It. Um, even though she was my stepdaughter, uh, dealing with the death of a child, it, it, it physically and mentally changes you. Um, it affects your body in so many different ways. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to explain. Um, but through that, um, coming back, you know, I, and I can't even remember cause it was all just a blur, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that I, um, I sent a, a tweet out to the gas house at, at that time, kind of letting her know what was going on and to pray for us and what was happening. And, um, and I, I know that those guys were, you know, standing behind me and I've never, I've never felt a shield lock like that before in, in my entire life. Um, you know, I, I tell people that if, if not for F3, the packs that were, in gas house that knew my situation. If not for them, um, you know, I'd be balled up in a corner sucking my thumb, you know, cause I don't know what I would do because they, and I would still go and post afterward because I needed them to lean on them for them to be my rock. So that after the workout, when I came home, I could be the rock for my wife, somebody that she could lean on. So, um, it's just, it's just been amazing um how that these guys have just 
you know, just been there for me and, and my family. And uh, I know that they always and, you know, consistently pray for me and, uh, and my family. So another, another aspect is I've kind of, I've dealt with anxiety and depression and things since I was in grade school. But when you go through the loss of a child, your, your uh, grief cycle is very cyclic. It keeps coming back and forth. And so when I get depressed or, or anxious, you know, I'm, I'm one of these guys, I'm not afraid to tweet out there and let those guys know that, Hey, I'm depressed today. Just pray for me or, or whatever. And, and, you know, I can, I, I can feel the prayers. Uh, I mean, it's just, it, it's really amazing. And um, so, you know, I don't know what else to say, but that these guys are great, you know, and I'm sure there's when all the other packs here that, that they'll be praying for me and my family as well. So I, uh, in advance, I appreciate those prayers. Well, that's incredible. Well, man, thanks. Thanks very much for, for being willing and vulnerable to share that with us. I know that's not, I can't imagine dealing with the loss of, of a child. And, uh, yeah. and like you said, I mean, that I think it speaks volumes to the packs there in Gastonia that you were able to, to lean on them and that they came and rallied around you like they did. I, I loved what you said there about learning to, to lean on them because then, you know, you come home and your wife needs to lean on you. Yes. Right. Yeah. And that's absolutely one of the, the aspects to F3 that I think we, we often take for granted is just the, the very nature of learning, learning to serve in more ways than one and, and learning to lean on other guys so that our families can lean on us. So, yes, definitely. Yeah. Oh man. Thanks very much for, for sharing all that. I, I oh, really yeah. do appreciate that. Yes. So as we get ready to close out, do you have any closing thoughts for the pack? Something that you'd like to share from, from your story, from, from your life? Yeah. I think my biggest thing is to open up and, and share with your fellow packs, whether it be, at the COT or through Twitter or Slack or, or whatever social media you use or however you communicate. Um, because I think a lot of guys, we still somehow have the old school mentality, um, you know, just kind of keep it to yourself kind of thing. And, you know, you know, it's embarrassing or whatever. Don't let somebody know that you're depressed or that you're having a hard day to pray for me or something. I, I'm not sure where that, mentality comes from but um i know that my dad was that way so i think it just kind of trickles down but you know i think just opening up about anything and any situation you have it's your marriage finances you know whatever uh, open up to these guys because that's what they're there for that's why we have the shield lock is so that you can lean on these guys and then because one day they're going to need you to lean on too so, you know, just um, keep these guys accountable for, for what's going on in their lives. Uh, you know, keep check on them. And, and for those, you know, don't be afraid to ask for prayer. Don't be afraid to tell people how you're suffering or, or what emotions you're going through. It's, you know, it, it will definitely help you. Absolutely. Well, that's awesome, man. Yeah, and, and definitely a, a great call to action, right? A reminder to guys yes. not to be scared to share. Yeah. Yes. That's great. Well, T-Square, if guys want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? So um, you can reach me. Uh, email is Wayne Gamble. It's all one word. W-A-Y-N-E 
G-A-M-B-I-L-L at gmail.com. Um, and my Twitter handle is at E Wayne Gamble and the number two if they want to shoot me a tweet. Or they can come to the gas house and maybe they'll get yeah. there and find me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> awesome. Well, T-Square, thanks very much again. Uh, I, I can't thank you enough for being on the podcast, for sharing oh, your story. You. Yes, and thank you, Utters. <laughs> yeah, T-Clouds to Utters for, for syncing us up again. So yes. thank you. Thank you both very much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. All right, guys. With that, that wraps up episode 35. Stay sharp. We'll see you in the gloom. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Yammer. If you're interested in sharing your F3 story, reach out to us at f3americanyammer at gmail.com. Again, that's f3americanyammer at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at f3americanyammer. Until next time, stay sharp, and we'll see you in the gloom.